0: How's it going? What's up? It's been, uh, it's been longer than it should have been to be completely honest with you. Um, I apologize if you're actively listening. Um, so yeah, uh, I had a busy weekend. Um, let's get straight into it. Um, like the weekend was quite busy, but like, uh, Monday was a bit shit, like I couldn't sleep properly on Sunday night, so Monday was a bit of a write-off, and then I got home from work, because I had to go to the office, and when I got home, I had a three-hour depression nap, joyous, it was simply joyous, and then um, yeah, I sat down, I watched my my shit movie of the week, which uh, I'm very excited to talk about, <laughs> um, as I always am, and um, yeah, like, after it, I, I thought about sitting down to record, and I just, I couldn't, I was so tired, and I went to bed, and then yesterday, which was Tuesday, I, you don't know when I'm recording this, god damn it, um, <laughs> Like, yeah, it was just another one of those uh, days, you know, when everything's just a bit. Uh, uh, I don't know. I haven't been feeling myself recently. Um, but before I start talking about the nonsense, let's talk about my week. Um, How is everyone? Is everyone like, how, is everyone else having a good week at least? Did you have a nice weekend. Yeah, it's not it's not call and respond, but if you if you did say something out loud, congratulations to you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, like last week was a bit mad. Like I know I said this in the last episode, but like I can't remember what happened Thursday, Friday last week. Everything kind of is blurring into one. Um oh, what did happen? i I don't know if I spoke about this last week, but um, I'm a child in my brain box and and a bit of a loser <laughs> in case you haven't noticed already uh listening to me talk utter fucking nonsense for the past few weeks um so. I ended up pre-ordering a whole load of these um, like My Hero Academia trading cards. And like there's something about opening up packs of cards for like shiny pieces of foil uh, that just really gets my fucking rocks off. Um, (laughs) It sounds so bad, but like, oh, Oh, I've spent so much money. Oh, I, I opened them all. And then I was like, oh, I can't, I can't leave them in the open air. That would be the worst thing that could ever happen in the world ever. So, um, I ended up buying a whole load of like card sleeves to put all of the good ones in. And, um, so that was fun. Um, I got my second box yesterday like it came at the weekend but I had to go collect it because um yeah I wasn't here actually no it came on Monday I was in the office and I wasn't here I wasn't here and I couldn't I couldn't pick it up it would have been amazing but it it was really annoying to see there's nothing worse And coming home after a long day and seeing that bastard card on the floor, on the mat, as you come through the door. Because, you know, it's just another fucking job. It's like, oh, oh, I have to leave the house tomorrow. Is that what we're saying? Have to go somewhere to pick up a thing and do another thing. And um, so, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't overly chuffed with that. However, I tell you what I have been overtly chuffed with, and that is, uh, opening up individual packs, looking at each of the cards one by one, um, putting them in their little folders, their, their own little, little card hobby holes, their little Wendy houses. And, uh, <laughs> I like, oh, I'm so fucking sad. Like, um, Every, every pack has one or two foil cards. So I've been like putting them to one side and, uh, being, being real cool, you know, like all the cool kids do. Um, and then I was like, you know what I could do? I could put them all in sequential order. Um, and like, so in a box, there's 29 packets of these cards and each of those packets has 10 cards in. So Um, like that's 290 individual cards that I, I looked at, I put into a numerical order and then, uh, like uh, today I opened up my second box and like, after I'd put the first lot in numerical order, do you know what else I did? I marked the ones that were missing and I spent an hour and a half going through all of these packs, checking the numbers one by one, and then getting really excited when there was one that I didn't have. I was like, you can get your own special Wendy house as well. And then I kind of rifle through the little deck. I'm going to put you in your little place. Never to be seen from again, because now that they're like held in their plastic prisons, like I'm not, I can't use them anymore. Now they've become a valuable commodity. Maybe ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know why I do it. Like my my house is filled with all of these trinkets that are literally for display purposes only. Like I, it's like I refuse to allow myself to enjoy the things I buy. It's so stupid, but I love it. Again, like I'm, su- I'm such a child. I'm not. <laughs> Never, it's never gonna get old. The earth has been bought to buy. <laughs> I forgot I left that bit in. <laughs> the man's so angry. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, like trading cards. Um, I don't know, like. I've been really getting into them recently and I know I've gone off on a tangent here because I was supposed to tell you about my week, but I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about the things that I do to improve my mental health. Um, because if I'm not spending money on things that I don't need, which is one of my, uh, depression triggers, One of the things that I find uh, calming or soothing is uh, repetitive manual tasks, something that occupies my hand. uh, That isn't blowjobs. So like the act of opening up these packs of cards, uh, putting them in one place and then sorting them and going through them Like it's something that occupies my brain just enough to, uh, stop me thinking about other things, which in turn improves my mental health just enough that I can, uh, justify the amount of money that I spent on these tiny pieces of card. Um, but yeah, it's like, I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's been really weird Because the more I think about it, the weirder the whole thing is. But at the same time, I I understand philosophically why I enjoy the things that I enjoy. But um, is it a rational thing to do? I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell you. Um, I know most people wouldn't spend the amount of money that I spent on these bastard cards that I love and we'll pretend that I don't (laughs) if someone ever asks me. Um, so yeah. Also, I apologize. My voice is a little bit, um, hoarse today. Um, like partly due to the weekend, but also partly due to being stuck in traffic and getting through that by belting out absolute fucking glory music. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, like there's a, there's a guy called Dean Lewis and he's got this song called, uh, looks like me, which, oh, oh, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. Definitely go and listen to it if you can. Um, but yeah, I, I singing that at the top of my lungs, um, for a good half an hour before I allowed another song to enter my playlist like a hero. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's where my obsessive personality comes in. If there's, if there's one song that like catches my ear and I enjoy it, I will just listen to it on repeat. I know I'm not the only person who does this, but it does make me feel weird. Like when other people talk about like not being able to enjoy the same things, uh, consecutively and stuff. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fun. And I will say because of the gruffness of my voice, um, this episode might be a little bit shorter. I know I said that last week and it was the exact same amount of time as the one before. However, this time I might have to actually stick to my guns and follow through. Although I do have a lot to talk about because it's been quite eventful. Um, I know what you're thinking. Chloe, you've already told us about all of your trading cards. How can there be anything else to talk about? Let me fucking... Let me tell you about the joy (laughs) of everything that happened over my week and my weekend. Um, (laughs) Oh, I love that recorder. (laughs) So... Like, um... I didn't go to Jiu-Jitsu on Thursday. I did on Tuesday, which I spoke about last week. Uh, Wednesday, I did my PT. And then I played uh, I played WWE 2K22, um, which I've been enjoying. Um, <laughs> like, ridiculously, when it comes to, to games like that, like, I think I might have spoken about this before, but um, the element of escapism you get with certain games is such a crutch for people in my position where, um, you don't see an avenue for yourself on how you want to, uh, either be seen, uh, by others or, um, like I've got to stop saying like I'm catching myself and it's hurting my feelings. Um, but there's, there's an element of wish fulfilment that happens with games like that, where you have to either build your own uh, career or you're following a set story path for a character that you get to create and mold in your own image. Um, like when it comes to the queer community and the trans community, like you don't necessarily see yourself in these mediums all that often. So When you're playing uh, a standard action platformer where you're uh, a standard cis guy, like Uncharted or something, it's very difficult to see yourself in that medium. So when it comes to things like RPGs and like some sports games where you get uh, a higher level of uh, creative control over the uh the story elements and the uh the character models themselves like it gives you the opportunity to kind of see yourself on screen and live vicariously through somebody else's eyes um <laughs> even if it is through a computer um that was a little burp <laughs> so games are fun, They're super cool. Friday I had a half day off work I finished at 12 I probably didn't do as much as I could have at work because I was excited about seeing my friend and also uh depression procrastination is definitely a thing that's been affecting my life in the past couple of weeks so that that wasn't that hasn't been ideal um my workloads are starting to pick up again now. So I'm not going to have the same opportunities to, uh, let things fall to the wayside as much, but, uh, you take the breaks where you can find them. Not on you not on mine. Um, yeah. So Friday was awesome. I had a great day on Friday. Uh, I went to one of my best friends, Hindus, uh, Best friends hen do. We didn't go to multiple hen do's. We didn't go to multiple hen do's. I don't. Is my mic. It feels it feels like I'm missing every other word. Um, and I apologize if that's the case. Uh, these these microphones hurt my feelings a lot, but they were very expensive and I'm stuck with them. So <laughs> unfortunately, even if they are utter dog shit, um, it's all I've got it's not all I've got. It's all I can be bothered to, to do as it, as at this moment, as at this moment. Um, but yeah, the Hindu was, oh, oh, it was so good. I had so much fun. Um, like I panic a lot and my anxiety gets on top of me when it comes to uh, social situations like that, where I'm thrust into a group of people that I don't know very well. And um, it, I was very fortunate that it was a good mix of people that I I know and who who know me and are aware of who I am and how I am, so I don't have to tiptoe around anyone really. And like new people who get the whole experience (laughs) of me being an utter fucking idiot. Um, which is amazing. Uh, I love being an idiot. Um, but like, so for my friends, Hendu, I know she enjoys it when I'm drunk because she likes to it makes her happy knowing that I'm happy and if I'm a little bit tipsy I kind of let my hair down and my guard down a little bit so she like she enjoys that element of my personality like I do have reservations about consuming alcohol I've always had them because growing up um I never liked to let my guard down too much so alcohol is obviously a social lubricant and um It kind of topples down walls that you've spent time building up. And I didn't need that in my life when I was growing up. Thanks very much. Um, But now I'm more open to drinking. Thanks to my friend and her severe perseverance over the past uh, two years through this pandemic in uh, slowly but surely corroding my liver um, through their house measurements and uh, great company. (laughs) so um yeah like i i drank a one liter bottle of malibu and a two liter bottle of pepsi max i think i did very well uh for that one night um (laughs) i was like i was a little bit of a social butterfly as well i was just wandering around at one point just seeing what everyone was up to poking my head around doors And I I remember having these really like deep, meaningful conversations with people about like identity and personality, sexuality um, and all of these really like really heavy subjects that people don't expect to talk about on um, like a night out. But because uh, we didn't go out, -out, we hired a, a party house, although it wasn't we couldn't have parties there. So it was a gathering uh, so, um, it was, it was really big and it was such a nice house as well. Um, all I want is the living room. If I could have that living room, my life would be complete. The sofa as well. Oh, sweet Jesus. Like, you could get lost in it forever. Like I sat down and there's no way that I was getting up for the rest of the evening. I had to eventually, ugh, because I needed to get a drink, but, um, at least once in the night somebody else brought me a drink which was very which was very nice of them. <laughs> um so yeah, like Friday night was was great. I had an amazing time. Um I got to sing lots of songs. Uh Joe got to play games and have a a drink and let her hair down, which was lovely. Made me be a very happy person. And then we went to bed, me and Joe got to share the master bedroom because because why wouldn't we um and like I like that uh we got that room because both of us have um issues with just like going to sleep um <laughs> i like i'm I'm the worst sleeper on the planet I don't uh, I don't know it's weird like I love sleep it's probably one of my favorite things on the planet but i I struggle to like I'm not one of those people that's like, well, I'm going to go to bed. And then you like, you just get up and go to bed. You lie down and then you fall asleep. Like that's not me. It's never, it's never really been me. Um, like I pass out and then I wake up on the sofa and I go, I, I better get to a bed. Otherwise I'm going to sleep on the sofa. And I, uh there's, there's nothing more, um, Oh, there probably are a lot of things <laughs> that are more, um, oh, I am not going to remember this word. Yeah. Um, okay. Just so that this massive jump <laughs> in, uh, narrative doesn't, um, interrupt too much with what's going on. Um, so for some reason, after I spoke, the last words before that transformation sound, um, my recording device decided to no longer record anything. And I spent the past hour, (laughs) hour and 15 minutes trying to fix it. So um, yeah, I apologize, but I lost my train of thought. (laughs) I could go back and listen again, um, but that would be too easy. So instead I'm just going to start rambling again and then you're going to have to listen to all of the nonsense that comes out because I can't remember where I was. Um I think I was talking about sleep and how I'm terrible at sleeping. Um like there's nothing more annoying about someone who who can just go well time for bed like the classic british knee slap (laughs) and labored get up of anyone over 25 years old just (laughs) or if, if you're me like just everything in your knee just clicks um oh it's it's ridiculous but like they're always the people as well. Like When you tell them, oh, I have trouble getting off to sleep or I have trouble uh, sleeping in general, they're like, well, what's your mattress like? What's your sleep number? Like, what are you doing to prepare for the night ahead? Are you watching things? Are you seeing blue lights? Are you winding down for an hour before you go to bed? Like, that's... Like, I don't want to have a job <laughs> to get to sleep. Like, I'm, I'm doing... I'm getting by by simply exhausting myself to the point where I pass out and then I get up and go to bed after I've passed out and most of the time I'm lucky enough to just fall back to sleep. And it's like, they think that the reason I can't sleep is because I don't have a comfortable enough bed. My bed is mighty comfy. I have uh, two mattresses stacked on top of one another. So it's super deep it's really comfortable i it's it's one of my favorite possessions i i love my bed it's the best but like it's the fucking crazy japanese game show that's going on in my brain that's preventing me from going to sleep it's got nothing to do with the bed um like i just i can't switch off my brain like i'll i'll lie there and sometimes I'll just lie there and stare blankly into space and like I'll empty my brain as much as I can. But all it takes is one thought for me to latch on to and then start uh, thinking and thinking and overthinking. Um, and like, I don't know, I, I could sleep on a fucking gravel pavement if I had a decent childhood, but I didn't. So now I use my the time where I should be sleeping to process trauma, and anytime anyone is like "I don't know like where they consider my lack of comfort um to be a reason why my my brain's not switching off it's like you maybe you just don't know me like i'm I'm a chronic overthinker you know um I'm, I'm I'm pretty cool. In case you were wondering, <laughs> that it's it's what cool people do. You know, the coolest people. The evidence has been <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, on Friday night, I I went straight to sleep. I was so drunk and I was so worn out by the end of the day, like um like I was I was dumping on people like uh and dunking on people as well they were fucking throwing up conversations and I was fucking running jumping off the backboard bang bang I was hitting them all fucking home I was great at conversations despite being severely inebriated um and that's who I am as a person in general um I just get more sleepy when I'm tired but I still talk the same I still express the same opinions because um I don't use alcohol as an excuse to change my entire personality uh like a few people I know um and that's not shade on anyone (laughs) who I was at that Hindu with because literally everyone at that Hindu was uh, an actual queen and I fucking love all of them um so yeah and then Saturday Saturday was Saturday was double bomb because we got to go to brunch so i got to have like an english breakfast which i don't get normally and it made me feel very happy i got to see my friend haley who i love and is brilliant and then we went to go axe throwing and to do some archery Bruh. i know right like oh. so uh, You wouldn't know it to look at me, but I'm an athlete. (laughs) I think, hang on, hang on. There we go. I'm an athlete. I do sport things, but like, I'm a chonky person. Um, (laughs) Athlete. Athletes football like it. Um... So, like, it. I, I've always had this weird thing where there are certain uh, tasks that I can do relatively well uh, straight out the gate. I'm um, very fortunate in that respect. Uh, I know it's not afforded to everyone, so I'm grateful for any of the um, like small blessings that I've been given. Axe throwing was not one of those small blessings. Um, I was, I was so bad. Um, although I wasn't, I wasn't the worst. Like I think we were all equally terrible, which is what made the day so much more fun. And, um, yeah, like just, just little things. Um, like I put, I tried to put too much behind it apparently because my axes kept hitting the board. And, but they hit them flush and then it just fly up into the air and come back towards me. And, um, that's not what you want (laughs) when you're throwing axes. Um, so that was fun. And I got to have a lot of fun with my friends. And then, um, I enjoyed archery a lot more. Um, like I, I think when it comes to axe throwing, there's a lot more, uh, skill involved in like initially being able to accurately throw into the wood consistently. Um, I feel like the bows that we were using in, uh, archery were, um, recurve bows. So whilst it still took some, uh, like strength to pull back on the string, I think like the bow that I had was the same as Joe's and I think it was like 180 pounds of like uh pressure. So once you've got the, the bow back, it applies that amount of pressure to the string. Once you let go and then it's it, it, like, it then goes off. Does It does Jesus's work. Um, but like after say firing like three or four, arrows. I kind of understood like where I needed to compensate. And I was consistently hitting within the yellow, like little yellow circles. And I was so happy. Like, it's not very good. I mean, no, not, not that. Hang on. (laughs) It's not every day that I get to, um, I get to be good at something. So, um, it's really nice. And like, I, I developed an affinity with it almost immediately because it's another one of these sports like, like jujitsu. Um, you have the, the moments, the passing moments of, um, I'm going to forget what this fucking thing's called now. And I apologize because I'm just going to swear randomly so that I don't have 15 to 20 seconds of fucking dead noise while I try and think of a word that I'm going to bail on in like 10 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> uh fuck <laughs> um but it's like you get moments of clarity when you're like I'm going to associate it to jujitsu because it's the thing I do most consistently and um like people would describe it as reaching like a state of zen I think that's a bit wishy-washy and I don't like that as a statement but like just getting your brain out of like the high anxiety state where you're frantically thinking about everything that could go wrong or looking to the future and being uh, uncertain of like a decision to make or something or like with depression where your mind is focused on the past things you can't change the things that you've done and like negative uh, thought cycles that go through that mindset. Like, you're, you're forced into the present because you have this immediate threat in front of you. And whilst it's not necessarily a lethal threat, it's still a threat because once you like slap hands and bump fists, that's your, uh, that's your verbal agreement that both of you are going to attempt to submit one another, uh, to the best of your ability because when you do that, you get better as a competitor, your opponent gets better as a competitor and you rise together. And that's, that's what the sport, um, that's what the core of the sport is. Like, uh, a lot of that's spoiled by a few bad apples, um, much like the police force. Um, <laughs> the evidence has been falsified it's impossible. I never broke the law. So I, I am the law. law. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, like, GGS is fucking dope. And like, I found that when I was doing archery, I was able to reach that same state of um like mindfulness because my attention was entirely focused uh down the sights of the bow and all I was thinking about was this is where I loosed the arrow in my previous shot and this is where that arrow hit so I have to do this this and this and like it put my brain into a state of uh Like correcting my body rather than uh, cycling through different thoughts. So uh, much like uh, the card sorting stuff that I was talking about earlier, um, as long as my my brain has a a target that it's uh, attempting to achieve and is uh, actively working on something, I can live in that present state, which makes me better. And it's, it's where I have, um, the most success as a person. Um, not to say that I'm not wildly successful, um, (laughs) in my depression, um, because I'm not, uh, like, oh my God. Um, I got home like Saturday night was brilliant as well. Um, when we came back from archery uh, Joe had arranged in the daytime um, that everyone on the Hindu uh, like could get a tattoo to commemorate the event. And I think 10 of us decided to do it in the end. So um, I went, I got a new tattoo. I got it behind my ear. So um, it's like one of the places on my body that hasn't really been touched. So like that's now my space for that memory. So, um, like, I like that. That makes me happy. Um, not to not to say that I'm one of those fucking bellends who are like, oh, tattoos need to mean something. They, they don't. As long as they, like, as long as they mean something to you. And I know that's exactly what the fucking statement is. But it's like it doesn't need to be deep and meaningful. It just needs to mean something like I'm not going to get a tattoo that every time I look at it, I'm going to be reminded of some tragedy or some trauma that I'm trying to process. I'm going to look at uh, my arm. I'm going to see Mordecai and Rigby from the regular show because um, they make me laugh so much and they're doing their silly dancey pose like whoa, like it's fucking dope i love it it's so stupid and i love it um <laughs> the same with the fucking the stupid natural libro face that i've got on the back of my wrist like i can't see it uh generally i have to um like uh move my arm around a little bit and, you know manipulate myself um but it's there and every time I see it, it makes me laugh. So it's done its job. <laughs> it's stupid and I love it. <laughs> um but yeah, like the tattoo behind the ear, like that is is gonna be a soppy one because it makes me um if anything, it makes me thankful. Like it's also uh like it means a lot more um than just um my affection and affinity for my friend it's also uh commemorating the first time i've been able to have like to go to one of these events i've never have been on a hindu before it's not something i've ever been included in um nor been able to be included in so um there's a lot of things that i get to experience for the first time because i transitioned later in life and because i'm experiencing them for the first time Uh, they come with a lot of anxiety for me. So, um, like I'm contradicting myself so fucking much, but like I got wasted on the first night because I needed that social lubricant and I know like it, it it does ring true because whilst I did used to have lots of walls, um, built up around me personally, I don't have those anymore. Um, I only have them around certain pieces of information that I'm not comfortable talking about. And like ridiculously, the things that I'm not comfortable talking about aren't nearly as personal as the things that I do talk about. Because I will talk about like um, my body and uh, like sex and identity and all of these other ridiculous personal questions. I I can talk about them all fucking day. But when anyone tries to talk to me about my previous life, um, I clam up. I don't like talking about who I used to be because that wasn't me. It was a, it was a, I don't know. It was like a rubber glove. Like it was something, it was a tool I used to get by. And like. I, w- I was barely there um it's not to say that I didn't live before I transitioned, but I didn't understand what living was until I started my transition um it's it's a difficult concept to grasp, especially if it's not something that you've experienced um and it's like i'm I'm still grappling with a lot of the things now like um because I was living with dual identities for like 28 years. Like I have a lot of disassociative um, issues with who I am and who I could have been and who I should have been and what I should do now because I get to be who I am and all of these fucking stupid things that don't matter at all. Um, I obsess (sighs) and it's frustrating um but again, when I'm surrounded by the people that I was surrounded with, none of that matters because one everyone I know uh through previous interactions, I know for a fact is an actual queen, and I love every one of them. Everyone who I met for the first time was fucking amazing and literally on the same level as everybody else. Like it's not surprising either <laughs> because of the person that we were there to celebrate. Um she she doesn't suffer fools gladly and there's no way that she would have allowed anyone else to take over that space. Um because it was hers. <laughs> um so yeah. The weekend was fucking boss. <laughs> uh, we left on Sunday morning after some uh, like frantic tidying and moving things around. Um, I took uh, I took my friend. I, I took a couple of my friends home. Oh, done a burp. And um, then I went home myself because I was tired. Um, and like going back. Uh, a quick callback to uh, earlier in the episode where I was talking about uh, video games and like uh, role-playing games and creative games specifically. Like, um, the way being social, like, because, uh, I'm a very, um, not that you would know it. (laughs) Um, I'm quite an introverted person in general. um, It's not how I come across because I'm very good at, uh, pretending. Um, however, uh, when you, when you play a video game, like you have a health bar in the top right corner or whatever corner, there's a health bar there. And then you've got like a mana bar and whilst my health maybe like, I don't know, top 90, 100th percentile that blue bar depletes so quickly. And then like when it gets down, I just lose all motivation to do anything. So for me, keeping up the, that personality consistently for a few days is, uh, I don't want to say exhausting because it makes it feel, it makes me feel like I'm not appreciating the people that I was with, but it's more a case of how my, my brain processes uh social interactions in general um so yeah like i needed to get home and have a rest and uh i did i i got home had a bit of a lie down had a couple of hours nap always always the best on my sofa just conk out for a couple of hours with like meme videos on in the background um Anything but the the cold, dark of my brain. <laughs> um, and yeah, I didn't really do anything for the rest of that evening. Uh, just chilled out. I was going to record this uh, podcast then, but I was too tired. And I wanted to reflect on the weekend a little bit more. And I needed to watch a movie. Um, So... I intentionally I I, I've been moving the the recording forward uh based on how I felt over the past few days and like uh Monday I went into the office to work and I got home at like five and I was so tired because on Sunday night I didn't go to bed until about two three o'clock in the morning and I was up at five to drive to uh London so uh no time (laughs) to sleep apart from the nap i'd had earlier um and when i got home on monday i literally just conked out in bed like i got home at like half past quarter past half past five uh lay down in my bed uh set my alarm i was like i'll get up at half seven and then i've still got an evening ahead of me i'm not gonna ruin uh the night and i'm gonna be able to sleep later on that was the plan. Uh, I ended up getting up at like nine 30 instead. Mm-hmm. And, um, I watched the movie. <laughs> um, I completely skipped over everything that I did on Sunday evening, which wasn't too exciting anyway. I just played video games again. Um, Monday I watched this wicked film. Um, Do I talk about yesterday or do I wait until next week? Like something cool happened yesterday, but it's a little bit tainted for me. Um so it's still something that I'm trying to process myself. So I'll leave it for now and I'll I'll talk about it when things are clearer in my head next week. Um however, what I do want to do right now is I'm going to blah, 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 blah. This must be culture. I fucking love. I, I fucking love that piano. Um, right. So this week's <laughs> shit, brilliant movie in our pop culture corner. Um, I'm actually, Oh, I had to restart this. Fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. Give me, give me a second. This like, I'm, it's a professional podcast everybody you need to you need to one hundred percent understand that i'm I'm flying on the seat of my pants right now <laughs> right yes, make it discoverable please pop up. you did this so fast earlier. Come on, I might just cut all this out or maybe I won't maybe I'm force you to suffer through this fucking nonsense right no but yes. Now, maybe if I go out and go back in, there you are. Boom. And yes. Right. So this is the introduction that I was given. So it's going to be the introduction that you're also given. Um, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, um, I give you the intro to Double Dragon. Thousands of years ago in ancient China an evil army of shadow warriors terrorized the great city of Changsha. To save his people the good king sacrificed himself to create a mystical medallion. Realizing the ultimate powers of the medallion, the king split it in half. To one son, he gave the power over body. To the other, power over the soul. This is the legend of the double dragon. This is the legend of the double dragon. <laughs> My guy, this movie sucked but so good. <laughs> like, um, I'm not going to lie. Hang on. I need to move this closer to my mouth. I apologize for that, by the way. Um, I, I really hate touching this microphone while I'm recording. Cause I don't, I don't want your ears to be hurt. You're doing me a very kind thing in listening to me rabble and ramble and all of those other words. <laughs> um, so it it would be nice if I didn't blow out your eardrums with uh, ridiculous rustling. But fam, my guy, this, this movie was amazing. And like, it, dude, so right. You might recognize the voice that you heard. A moment ago as that of Robert Patrick. Who's Robert Patrick, you ask? He is the T one thousand, no, T two thousand? From fucking Terminator. Like oh but like you know how when you have an established actor and they go into a movie that it it doesn't know where to pitch itself. So you have elements or uh, you have elements that would be seen as like for an older like uh mid-teen audience. Then you've got elements that, oh, fucking hell. You've got elements that um are geared more towards like the younger the younger audience where it's like really like stupid and slapstick. Um he he definitely chose <laughs> the right level to pitch this <laughs> like he he played wacky super villain so well and i cannot thank him enough for his performance in this movie because like uh the movie that i was going to watch this week uh is uh street fighter uh the john claude van damme version um and I'm fully intending on watching that and reporting back uh like quick sharp. However, um I couldn't be bothered to search and this was already on my Amazon list and so I chose this instead. Why can I not stop burping? I haven't eaten. <laughs> um but like the cast is really good. It's made up of uh like known and unknown individuals. You've got like Robert Patrick at this point, wasn't like this unknown person. Let's go back to nineteen ninety four The film was released in nineteen ninety four which makes me feel so old so 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 old. I was eight years old, which is absolutely crazy to me um and like ugh, stop saying like fucking hell, how hard is it? Yeah, this is crazy. He did. It was. Yeah, he was the T-1000 in Terminator 2. And then. What? That was in 193. And between that and Double Dragon, he was in like five other things. Shit, son, he was in Captain Planet. Oof. Oof. To be a dragon, you've got to be strong indeed, my friend. You've got to be a planeteer. Although, like, everyone in the 90s was on fucking Captain Planet. Like, people don't understand just how many, uh, like, A-list celebrities they had doing cameos in that show. And Chef's Kiss, Captain Planet will forever remain uh, one of the greats. Um, but you also have, like, uh, Mark Dacaskus, um, probably less well-known than... Patrick, but he's like, if you saw his face, you would know him. Um, I knew him from loads of things. Um, but mainly like as an adult, um, like he was, he was in the flash TV series, but the one from 1990, uh, this kid called Asako, which was like one or two episodes, I think uh he played oh my god what's his name he was the dude from crying freeman uh legitimately one of the best movies ever made um and like so he's he's an established uh like martial artist and uh action star but he got to play fucking jimmy lee in double dragon and like so he he was also in john wick 3 and crazily enough the the two henchmen that he fights uh john wick in uh like because he's like the the end boss essentially and they're fighting in the glass room the two henchmen that he has with him in that scene are also the bad guys who work underneath uh Robert Patrick. I'm like Oh my god my throat's going. I apologize so much um to myself because my life is going downhill very quickly. Um but like what was I even gonna say? Fuck Oh my God. Why does I have to cough? Um, yeah, he's got these two hench. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like the thing that baffles me the most about this movie is the wild, wild cultural appropriation and whitewashing. Um, and it's, it's so stupid, it it's cringy. Like, Robert Patrick's character in the movie is called Kogashuko, which he adopted because he wanted to be known as a great warrior. So I was like, yeah, what I'm going to do is steal a Japanese shogun's name. Like, fucking hell, mate. Calm down. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And like, uh, after the a little voiceover that I subjected you to about five minutes ago. It cuts to a scene that literally just says on screen, somewhere in China. Yep. (laughs) Somewhere in China, no other information. And you've got like these, uh, like Asian peasants running around a few guys saying, Uh, wooden shack houses on fire and uh, essentially torturing and uh, killing people but in like the 90s happy-go-lucky way where you don't really get to see any real violence but you know that it's happening so that they can show it to kids and desensitize them to this violence but it was my understanding when I started watching this that this was set like three or four hundred years ago No! Present day? How the fuck (laughs) is this supposed to depict a present day situation where these people are wearing ridiculous costumes to burn down a village? Ugh. It's so ridiculous. I love it, but I hate it at the same time. So, that hurt my feelings. Um... But also, like, Billy and Jimmy Lee are brothers. One's Asian, one's straight-up white. And you've got Jimmy, played by Mark Dacascus, very established martial artist, uh, looks like he does all his own stunts, and literally fantastic in the role. And then you've got Billy Lee, who is played by a guy called Scott Wolf and he hasn't really like obviously he's been working for a number of years so he's been in a lot of things but he's not been in a lot of things that you've actually heard of so but like he's he's like the comic relief he's like if it was a thing he'd be the token white guy but he's the one that you're supposed to empathize with he's the the character that you're supposed to feel the most affinity towards despite jimmy being the mo- the more capable it's like huh, oh, yeah but but billy loses his temper all the time <sighs> he always gets them in a little bit of trouble <sighs> uh, it, it really fucking irks me i hate billy lee he's a dickhead Take that in 1994. Oh, also, another great thing. um, (laughs) I love it when movies did this in the 90s. Um, (laughs) The movie was set in the future period of 2007. (laughs) After the Great Quake. So, like, everything's a little bit hellscape. You've got the gangs running the streets uh, in the night. And then the police running it in the day because of uh, a treaty between the gangs and the police, which is ridiculous. But you can see what like they're trying to take inspiration from everything because the premise of the movie was so flimsy because it was based on a game that had this just a story of your your one of two twins twins not like fucking I don't know oh what's the word I'm looking for (laughs) I've been going for over an hour now and the fucking outro is just there I'm gonna have to mute you but um like I don't know it's it's so weird it's so weird I love how weird it is but um like you could see that it was trying to draw from other elements, like they're obviously non paternal twins. It's like one of them was adopted and one of them wasn't, but like there's no story in the actual movie to tell you that um you know that they both have the same father, but neither of their mothers are brought up, and you don't know if one of them is an adopted. Like if the father was adopted or if like whatever. There's there's nothing there. There's no story. There's no backstory at all apart from they had a dad once. Like good good work. <laughs> Congratulations. You're amazing at storytelling. Um But yeah, like they're just little bits in the movie. Um, like they try to take a bit from Warriors where you have um not the fucking mid two thousands. Uh, Tom Hardy vehicle. I'm talking about old school warriors. I'm talking about warriors come out to play. The good warriors, like the like. That's not to say that the warrior wasn't amazing because Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy were. Again, Chef's Kiss in that movie. It's one of my favourite movies of all time, and no one will ever take that from me. But this movie... like Again, it didn't know what it wanted to be. Uh, Did it want to be Robocop? They didn't know, so they stuck in some crazy uh, mutant guy. Did it want to be Warriors? They didn't know, so they put in a whole lot of different gangs. Did they want it to be... I don't know, what's some other fucking crazy 90s thing. Like, I don't know, Terminator. Just some crazy fucking dude. Oh, also, like... I cannot thank Robert Patrick enough for his commitment to this role, because he made me laugh so much (laughs) through this, this drudge of a movie. Um... And it's like his catchphrase was, is it so much to ask to control one of the um, like the most uh, densely populated US states? Is it so much to ask? He's like, what he's asking for is ridiculously unreasonable and he's so unhinged that it doesn't really click with him. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. And shit. <laughs> uh but yeah, I watched it, so you technically don't have to, but I would I would recommend giving it a watch just to um just to satisfy your curiosity and to see fucking Robert Patrick and <laughs> quite possibly his most glorious role. <laughs> um right. I think I'm done like I said I was going to make this short but it's like 105 now I'm going to cut it down a little bit but my throat is gone um yeah if you've made it this far there if you've made it this far thank you very much for listening to me um I apologize for like some of the the crazier noises you've heard with me with me bashing (laughs) the arm that I've got in front of me um hope it wasn't too distracting um and yeah thanks thanks for joining me um like these these uh podcasts they're not really for anyone like they're they're for me um therapy is expensive so talking about all of this stuff really helps me um and if you get some giggles from it like that makes it all the better so um yeah, I said last week I was going to advertise the podcast. I haven't done any of that. Um, yay, depression. Um, but I might do it this week. Um, if I do, it'd be really nice if you could drop a comment on it and just say that you're listening. And I don't know, like, we can talk about whatever you want. Like, you can you can drop me ideas. You can say things. Even if you think it's shit, just straight up tell me. Like, this this is nonsense. Like technically you're the one listening to it all. So <laughs> like if I can gear the content towards you a little bit more and just say, um, but if not, um, like, obviously I, I, I'm not going to pressure anyone to doing all the fucking nonsense that people request of them now. Like if you enjoy it, just enjoy it. Like, I'm just happy that you're listening. Um, so Yeah. That's that's another one in the bag. Episode 7. Boom. Done. Um thanks for listening. Thanks for showing up. If you've been here before and you keep coming back, you're you're the real one. <laughs> you're you're the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> right i'm gonna go i fucking love you you're amazing stay amazing and uh yeah i'll I'll chat again next week deuces